Hey guys, what's up? This is your girl, Model E. Of course, you are now tuned into another episode, well, episode 118 of Talking with E. Yes, E girl. I'm not, I'm not going to say I've been on a hiatus, but we've done some changes in the network. So we all were out, not just me, all the podcasts. Um, the Black Male Podcast, Encourage, Inspire, Politrate, all of us, we were down, but we're back. <laughs> so um, I hope you guys enjoy listening to past episodes of your girl, because if not, I'm going to be hot. Now, before we go ahead and start the show, make sure you guys continue to follow me and also tell a friend about your girl on Instagram at Model E, that's M-O-D-E-L underscore E underscore and also on Twitter at Erica Jones with the Z on the end. And now, hot topic. School is back in session. And guess what? As parents, we about to be free again just for a little while, for a little while. So, you know, summer, summer is still in for me for a little while for my babies. We still have a few more weeks before we go back. But a lot of you have gone back to school. So I would like for you guys to tell me how do you prepare your little ones to go back to school and what do you like and what you dislike about school? Because I can tell you some things that I dislike. First of all, I hate getting up early in the morning because my oldest goes to middle school and his school is not around the corner. So we have to get up early. His bus comes at 7 a.m. in the morning, very early. And so we have to be up and start moving around early. Um, also, another thing that I really don't like is homework again, because these teachers know, look, I graduated in 2001 and the math that they are teaching today is totally different from what I was taught. I mean, I was taught, please excuse my dear Aunt Sally. I asked my son, what is that? And he don't have an idea what that is. He's like, huh? So, you know, I'm trying to teach him little things. Like, even with learning how to add and subtract, like, say, put five in your head and count three, five six, seven, eight, like they take these kids all around the mulberry bush now and that's, that's hard. Like they don't teach them easy no more. And they always want them to show work and shit. I don't know anything about that. So I don't look forward to homework because simply because what I did is not what they do now. And I know a lot of you guys can um, agree with me on that. So also some things with school is you guys know that there is a lot of decrease in teachers. And, and to me, it's, it's a lot with that. It's a lot of reasons why they are um, a decrease in teachers. Um, for one thing, you know, started a couple years ago, the pandemic. Um, the pandemic had really put a whole lot of people in the scare because People were dying. People were leaving here left and right. You couldn't cough. You couldn't sneeze. You couldn't do anything. Someone would just assume that 
you had COVID-19 and you're going to spread it all over the place. And it, it was just hard. So a lot of people were, you know, protecting themselves. They were protecting their families. So it made them, you know, kind of hard to come back, you know, and make a decision if they want to go to school or not. And also schools really wanted um, the kids to come back in because a lot of our schools are like on a, a lottery system. A lot of them get funding if the kids are in school and they sign up for different things. So it kind of was a, you know, a big push. And plus with the whole vaccine and everything, they were trying to make everybody get vaccine, like all the jobs, scare everybody. You have to get this vaccine. If not, then it's a possibility you won't be able to work here no more. So a lot of people's like, oh my God, that's my money. That's my livelihood. I, I need to get this shot. And so a lot of people have taken these shots. And then a few months later, it just stopped. Like no one talked about it again. It was okay if you didn't got the shot. There were no more pushing for you to get it in order to keep your job and so um a lot of that you know was involved with that also an another thing is um low wages from the beginning since the dawn of time teachers has never been getting paid real good to teach i believe that people who teach and influence us and influence kids um should get paid well teachers because they teach our kids since you know they say we are the future i think we they i think the government should invest in these teachers because the more money that these teachers get the more they'll be willing to teach and kind of deal with a little more things as well because now we have kids who are let me tell y'all something some kids are rude they're very disrespectful. And there are some kids who have disability and special needs and they don't understand why they do things. So it's a lot of pressure on teachers. And from what I have come across like in the past four or five years that the teacher will just call you for anything. They don't take the time to just be a teacher. And when I was going to school, you know, back in the eighties and nineties, most of the time, anyway, the teacher may know your parents. And if I dare would have said anything to a teacher, they gonna go and tell my grandparents. And that means I was gonna get a whipping for spanking. Okay, however y'all call it these days. Can't say whipping, can't be beaten. So first of all, I was respectful right there. Okay. And um so today the, the kids is very rude and disrespectful. So I can see why there are a lot of teachers who don't want to teach because first of all, I'm not making enough money to be fighting these kids or jumping in the middle of the fight between them. Um, it's, it's not worth risking your life for it. And I can understand that. Now, what I do believe is that I think these teachers can be a little bit more creative in their um, curriculum with helping these kids because a lot of times, you know, kids love cell phones, they love social media, they love interactive stuff, so, right? So 
the teachers just, you know, play some nice music while they're working or play like a quick little educational game while they're working. The kids will be more eager to sit there and do work for seven hours out of a day. You know, you got to show some enthusiasm. You know, if I don't have any type of enthusiasm, then I don't want to do anything either. You know, so I think the teachers can be a little more creative, even though, hey, I really don't want to be in here with these badass kids. I don't get paid enough for this. The least you can do is try to help the situation, make it more fun for the kids. And you won't have to worry about their badass because I, I, I can admit, I know, I know kids are bad. I've I seen it. I heard it when I walk through the halls. You know, they just be talking and they be doing the most. And I know y'all ain't got time for that. That's why I don't want to be a teacher. I never want to be a teacher. But I mean, I am a teacher at home, but that's something I never wanted to do. So another thing is, um, of course, I already talked about the pandemic. Um, the parents, the parents are very disrespectful too. Parents are not parents anymore, okay? So um, I saw something recently on the news. I think it was like a 15-year-old on the bus. Um, we're going back and forth with another student on the bus. And she went home and she told her mother. And the mother came, jumped on the bus. The bus driver was like, I got it. I can handle it. I'll take care of it. She went up in this little 15-year-old girl face like she wanted to fight her. So you know what? Homegirl called her mom. She called her mom. Her mom pulled up behind the bus and her mom went and dragged the other mom off that bus. Like, hold on, what are you doing? Like, these are kids. I understand these kids are bad. And sometimes, you know, I always say, I fight these kids too. But to be honest, I'm not going to go on school grounds. I'm not going to approach any kid. I'm going to talk to their parents. I'm going to talk to an adult because that's who I am. But you have to deal with the parents too. And these parents are very childish these days. And I, in order for us to help the teachers, help the school, you know, help staff the bus drivers and everything like that, we shall all be on one accord. You know, us as parents, we know how our kids are. And if you know you got a bad little Johnny out there, why are you taking up for Johnny, fighting for him when you know that Johnny threw the, the banana peel and made the teacher fail? You, you knew he did it. So I think we all should help each other, you know, and then try to eliminate all this commotion so but yeah um there is a decrease in teachers and there are um a few states that had the most or the highest number of vacancies in school um georgia had the highest number of vacancies of 3112 teachers for the 2019-2020 school year more recently during the 21-22 school year. So the pandemic came, oh, you can attest, a lot of them more has been dropping off like flies, okay? Now, Florida had the most vacancies, was 3,911 unfulfilled positions. 
even though now we know Florida is very crazy right now. That was one of my top vacation spots was Orlando. And I don't even want to go no more because they're doing too much over there. And quite frankly, I don't want to be involved and I don't want to spend my hard-earned money on somebody who don't give a rat shit, okay? Just like that. Now, that same school year, 2021-2022, Mississippi and Alabama had over 3,000 vacancies. And what does that say? What does that say about our school system? What does that say about us as a parent? We have to do better because if we don't, I know I sound like I'm preaching here, but if we don't understand and help our kids get involved with the school, then our kids are not going to know how to act. One lady, um, she said that, um, you know, there are certain things that go on in the school. And if it's something fun and it's a free event, most times the parents will come out. But if it has something to do with education or doing PTA meetings or, you know, volunteering to do certain things, we don't see anybody. And I used to been like that, but I am more involved and hands-on in the school. When I walk into the school, I don't need an ID because they know who I am. They know who my boys are. And that's how I want it to be. Because if you know me, that means you're going to make sure that my kids are doing what they're supposed to be doing. You're not going to let anything fall between the cracks because I'm not letting anything fall between the cracks. So you're going to see this face because... Me and my husband, we are very much involved in our kids' education. So um, I think if we, the government increased the salary and stop giving out an extra two, $300 here and there, that is no money. I can spend $200 in my head in 60 seconds. That's no money. So give them more money, okay? All right. So let's go ahead and move on to this postpartum pill that was just approved by the FDA. Hold on one second. Somebody's FaceTiming me. Hello? Mom? Yes? You did hangs up. She don't come back here. Okay, hold on. Told y'all. Read them on. And he keeps hanging up. Okay, so I got a feeling he's gonna call back. I just had this conversation with him. Like, mom is podcasting. Okay, now the FDA approved the first postpartum pill um, recently. And by the time you guys hear this podcast, it might already be out. So let's go ahead and see what the Food and Drug and Administration approved. So, you know that when you have a baby and your emotions is like a roller coaster, it's all, it's up and it's down. And a lot of times you don't even know that your emotions is up and down. When I had my first child 12 years ago, 
you couldn't tell me that I didn't have postpartum. Everything was fine with me. But according to my husband, I had postpartum. I was neglecting him. Everything was all about the baby and I neglected him until we had that conversation years later. And I realized, yeah, I really did. I neglected him because my mind was so focused on this new baby that have to depend on us because I didn't have no, no mother, no auntie or cousin or anybody like that to come and help us with the baby. We did that ourselves. And so it messed me up for part for about three years. You know how many people, they get depressed and they increase in weight. Well, me, your girl, I decreased in weight. I got smaller instead of bigger. And it took me about three, four years to come back to myself. Like that's just how bad my, my, my hormones were throwing off. So what this pill is, um, it's, um, so this postpartum pill depression is a milestone considered likely to increase recognition and treatment of a de debilitating condition that affects about half a million women in the United States every year. And this is a lot. So we can imagine now with going through everything we are going through from the past three years, we can assume that this postpartum and depression rate has skyrocketed, right? So clinical trial data had shown that the pill works quickly, beginning to ease depression in as little as three days, significantly faster than the general antidepressants. And we know doctors are quick to put our asses on depressants. I was giving anxiety pills. And I said, you know what? I'm not taking these pills. I've never had anxiety. Where did this talk come from? You know, we don't talk about that in a minute too. I'm not taking these pills. And that was when I first, you know, back in 2020, I had got on high blood pressure medication. It just messed all my nerves up, my brain, everything. It just messed it up. But going back to the pills. So um, it eases depression within a little as three days which can take um, the antidepressants, the normal antidepressant can take anywhere from two weeks or longer to have an actual effect. So that along with the fact that it is taken for just two weeks, not months. So this is not something that you would take for months and months. You only take this for two weeks. And they are hoping that it encourages more patients to accept treatment, um, maternal mental health experts says. So um, y'all know how I feel about certain medications. Now, I feel that there are a lot of things out there, you know, the antidepressants, um, you have anxiety medication, and now we have postpartum medication. Yes, this may be something that can help women, but when, when the government gets their hands on something, um, the FDA, normally when you are taking something like that, it not only stops and attracts 
in its tracks of what it's supposed to do, it's going to wake up something else and it's going to throw something else off in your body. That's how I think, because that what happened to me when I started taking certain medications. And still today, I still feel it and I'm, I'm still trying to overcome it and, you know, work at it, research, eliminate things of what, you know, could cause it and how can it stop. And now, you know, I believe that when you take this medicine, even though it's for two weeks, it's going to trigger something else. But uh, it's, it's not my field to say what someone should do because a lot of people do have a very, very bad case of postpartum and it affects a whole lot of people. And plus now you're not able to take care of your baby because you have this postpartum depression. So it might work for those, but um, I just don't want nobody to get stuck on it and, um, you know, use it for long-term and, and stuff like that. But I advise you to just do your research, make sure if you really need it, like do, do things within yourself personally, because um, anxiety is a beast. And that's what I wanted to talk about, um, anxiety. I've never, I've heard of anxiety before in my life, but I've never really understood what it was. And anxiety is just uh, an unknown foreign feeling that comes over your body. And a lot of times you can't control it. Um, I know for me, I'm still trying to figure out what triggers it. And most of the time when I have it, it's in the middle of the night or I can just be minding my business at night. Then all of a sudden I get a very high heart racing. And sometimes it gets to the point where I get hot, I feel nauseated and I have to do breathing techniques. Like I could be laying in the bed sleeping and I just get a, <laughs> don't know where this thing came from. I don't know. So I'm learning how to self-calm myself down because if you don't understand the process of how to self-calm yourself, you can find yourself going to the emergency room every time this happens. And you know, every time you go to the emergency room, guess what? They are writing all this information in your chart. And now you're on antidepressants. You are on anxiety meds. And that's what your case consists of. So just, you know, learn how to take, you know, breathing seriously, because I do realize that breathing does help. Um, breathing is also good for your bringing your blood pressure down as well when you get anxiety, because when you get anxiety, anxiety can take over you and kill you. Okay, because so many things can run through your mind. Everything is wrong. Nothing is right. And next thing you know, you just off your game. You off balance. It not took control over you. It has won. And you're just feeling defeated. So it's not a good feeling of feeling defeated. So that's why I'm sitting here. I'm telling you guys to just relax. Just know that nothing is wrong. You just got to take the time and just breathe. Stay away from stress. We all know just on, on your way, going to work, driving in the car, road rage. We know that can instantly cause stress. Stay away from it. 
just stay away from it. I know it's easier said than done, but sometimes if you got to take yourself and close yourself up for 10 to 15 minutes in a room, you do that because it's either you or the world. <laughs> and a lot of times you got to choose you, right? Yeah. So um, the first um, postpartum pill um, is out there and um, just, you know, consider all, you know, opportunities and everything like that and just keep, keep, keep an open mind. Okay. All right. Now, the last thing I want to talk about is not really too much of a talk about, but I heard that men don't like to wash their ass. Yeah. So I heard that some men feel that taking their washcloth and, you know, cleaning their butts is a bad thing. I mean, look, sometimes I could be washing my ass, okay, and I can go too far up in there, especially when you got nails and stuff. That simplifies your girl's clean. I'm I'm sorry. I'm not going to go all the way up in there, but I'm, I'm going to clean up in there good. And it doesn't mean that you're less of a man. If you take a towel and go back there, that's how the good Lord made us so we can do that, okay? Um, so men out there who don't think that washing your behind is the right thing to do, it is the funky thing to do. It is the nasty thing to do. You know, you taking shit is life, okay? You may do it two to three times a day. And you may tell me you don't use a wet wipe after. You scared to do that too. And now you don't want to wash. You want to get in the shower and just kind of let the, the water go there and you just tip it. No, man. Watch that shit. Nobody is going to say you're any less of a man if you do that. Quite frankly, us women will appreciate that. <laughs> okay? So, um, don't be afraid to wash it. But if you are a guy out there and you are listening to Talking With E, and if you do or if you don't, wash your ass like that. Let me know. Let's talk. Okay? All right. Well, guys, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Talking with E. Glad to be back with you guys. I am so excited. Continue to send me those conversations that we can talk about. And if you would like to be a guest on the podcast, talk to your girl. So make sure you keep up with me on Instagram at M-O-D-E-L underscore E underscore. That's model E. And also on Twitter and Erica Jones with the Z on the end. Don't forget to check me out on my network, Got What You Need Network, along with our other podcast and a host of other things that we have going on at GWN Space Network on YouTube. We are working on some um, current things and we will have more things for you. So make sure you continue to check us out, listen to us, and look to us. Make sure you share the podcast and don't forget to tell a friend about your girl E. All right. All right, guys. Be good.